0: Amen. thank you jim it 's amazing what you can do with I, I recognize how lovely is your dwelling place, and then you just fill it full of, of my thoughts or thinking you know it really is a lovely, lovely um, place to be together in the house of the Lord to be with his people um, and uh, thank you, Jim, for just leading us in that time of reflection about god 's call and to his glorious how he takes the simplest tunes. And just like Jim made that into such a rich musical offering, how he takes our lives simple and small in what they are and makes them rich and beautiful and amazing. And for the glory of his son, Jesus, Uh, let's pray together. Father, speak through your word today. Guide us. Guide us into that place of beauty. Guide us in that place of wonder. Guide us in that place of amazement. Lead us deeper into your love. We pray this all in the name of the one who loved us, Jesus our King. Amen. Our scripture today that we begin with, um, just for a reading, is from 1 Corinthians 13, verse 13. It's a familiar one that just says this. For these three things remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. Uh, We're going to have a few sermons uh, focusing on this idea of what we're doing as we are thinking about the future and the foundational truths that God has given us. And there's no more foundational uh, truth than the fact that God loves us. That the God of the universe gave his son Jesus to die for our sins. He rose again because he loved us. No matter what we're going through and the changes in this world, no matter uh, what difficulties we are facing as a congregation, and as individuals, we cannot get past. We should never leave the foundational truth that God loves each and every one of us. And those that seem far away, uh, those that seem like they're maybe not connected with the Lord, he loves and is pursuing them as well. Today we are looking in First Thessalonians chapter 1. Uh, that's our main text for today. Uh, we're looking um, at, at just a couple of verses, but I think they're pretty significant, especially during this season. Um, it's an interesting season for me. It's the end of the semester. The end of the semester. And um, things are busy. Grading is happening. And I feel like I have these conversations a lot with some young people about... Um, <clears throat> That assignment, that final paper, that last exam, that final project, it was in the syllabus. We we went over this last month. We went over this at the first day of class. We went over this again. This shouldn't be a surprise to you. I told you last week we were having the test. How how is it? Oh gosh, I forgot. Oh what it was due this weekend? Oh what do you mean it was? I I feel like I I feel like on my mask I want to put it in the syllabus. That that way when I'm online it's already there. It's in the syllabus. I've told you and I've told you. Well, this is syllabus day for us as a church. It's in the syllabus here. We're reading it together and I want us to remember it. I don't know what you have to do. Put it on a mirror, put it on a sticky note, mark this in your Bible, highlight it. It's in here. Let's look at it. What's in the syllabus for the next season for Valley Baptist Church? And really, it's the next season for all of us. We're talking about some words from the church at Thessalonica, the church at Thessalonica. And uh, let's just read together that first little passage, chapter one in Thessalonians, chapter one, uh, beginning with verse two. We always thank God for all of you. And we continually pray But before God, our father, uh, we remember your work produced by faith, your labor prompted by love. And your endurance inspired by the hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. Who is Paul writing to? Well, he's writing to a church. uh, The church at Thessalonica. And if we look in Acts chapter 17, it says the Apostle Paul went there after Philippi. He went on to Thessalonica and began a new church. There was a synagogue and he ministered in the synagogue proclaiming Jesus and reasoned with him. It says for three Sabbath days. Well, we know that that means for three weeks, right? It might have been closer to four, but but it was only three Sabbath days. And then there were those who believed. Those who decide, yes, Paul is right. Silas is correct. Timothy, they are telling us the truth. Jesus is the Messiah. He died for sins. He rose again. And they put their faith in him and a church was born. But realize what that meant. The synagogue split. Because there were also those who rejected the message, who opposed Paul and uh, the missionaries. And as a result, they stirred up a violent response. They kind of got some scoundrel type peoples from the markets and stuff and stirred up a crowd kind of promoting lies. Hey, they're trying to get us to follow another king than Caesar. And they're trying to proclaim Jesus and, and created some civil unrest created civil unrest. And Paul and the apostles had to, be, had to flee actually and go on to Berea. The, the disciples in Thessalonica snuck them out of town. Paul was only there for three weeks. This letter to the church of the Thessalonians was probably one of the earliest letters we have in the New Testament. And it's interesting to me that in this letter, Paul is revealing some truths that I think apply to us. He saw something in those Thessalonian Christians. He saw something in their lives that he said, look, i got to encourage you about this. This is a sure foundation. This is where you're going to build your, the congregation. This is where you're going to lay the groundwork for the work of God in your lives and the lives of that region. There's something we can learn from the church of the Thessalonians that really becomes the syllabus for our own lives and for how we are going to go forward together as a church. The first thing is very much this. Uh, What's in the syllabus? Number one, there was something about prayer. Did you notice Paul talking about his own prayer? I think that's a model for how we need to go forward. It's daily prayer. That's what he says. Look at verse two again. We always pray or thank God for all of you, and continually mention you in our prayers. Did you notice what he says? We pray for all of you. We pray for all of you. I don't think that for the Apostle Paul, that was some kind of a general like, and Lord, bless all the people in Thessalonica, and the Philippians, and all those guys over there in Asia Minor, and back in Jerusalem, amen, done. I I don't think that that was his prayer life. I I think he was praying specifically for Lydia in, in Philippi, for Sosthenes. I think he was praying specifically for individuals who became Christians because they had only been believers for three weeks. They were like newborn children. They were young in their faith. They were facing persecution, hostility. I'm pretty sure that Paul and Silas and Timothy were on their knees listing up specific People daily before the Lord. God, strengthen them, protect them, give them insights into your Scripture, help them understand what it is, give them vision, give them understanding, give them hearts that are like your Son, Jesus. Are you praying for specific people? In this congregation, are you praying for not just that those who are. are having infirmities and and, and difficulties in their health and in their life and big life changes? Are you praying for those who you know God needs to work in their hearts and minds? Are you calling out and lifting up specific people? Not God bless this church. I, I don't know what it is about prayer, but for some reason that's always been the struggle for me. I'll read my Bible daily. We're supposed to do that. I'll open up a devotional book each day. I'll do that. I'll go to church. That's fine. I'll tithe. I'll do all these church disciplines. Okay. fasting's the other one I don't really like to do. I'm not, I'm not big on the fasting thing. I mean, occasionally, you know, okay, fine, but I'm telling you, I, I, it shows probably. I, I put on this jacket today. I was like, um, that's getting a little tight. Okay. COVID is not doing, you know, I, I call it the COVID 19 pounds or something, but I just feel like I'm getting more and more. Okay. Prayer though. That was the one that was tough for me. It was like, God, just bless the ministry, but am I praying for specific people? That's when I began to see change and when I see that God move as we lifted up specific people. But he's not just specific people. Notice what he did. It says, we always and continually thank God for all of you, continually mentioning you in my prayers. So here was my progression. At first, when I realized that I, when I used the phrase, oh, I'll pray for you. What that really meant is, I hope you do better and things go well, but I'm actually probably not actually going to pray. It was just kind of a well-wishing. Oh, praying for you. Right, as a as a well-wish, you know. Get well soon, do better, hope things go better. But it wasn't really any prayer. So I figured a way around it. I prayed for him right then in my heart. Oh, I'll pray for you. Lord, bless him. Bless him right now and in the future. Okay, amen. And then I felt like, okay, see, I prayed for him. I I did what I said I was going to do. I did that for years. It wasn't until I moved to Maryland that God did a work in my life about prayer. I call it praying the starfish. You've heard of praying the rosaries, right? From our Catholic brothers and sisters that have the rosary beads and they pray things. Okay. Mine was a starfish. And here's what it was. It was actually a family that I knew when I first moved to town, and, and uh, they were going through some hard times. One of my college students, and it was her family, and they were going through a really difficult time. And as months went on, I realized this is serious. It was bad news. And I went to a little church service, and the woman in the family gave out these little kind of paper things she had made. And mine happened to be this little pink starfish, and it had some scripture verses on it. And she was leaving. She was leaving her family. She was leaving her husband. She was moving to another continent to get away. Divorce happened. It went badly. There were five people in that family, the husband, the, the, the father, and the three the three children. And I don't know what it was, but I took that little starfish, and I, I was brokenhearted over this one, and I put it in my Bible. And every day, I prayed the starfish. I prayed for the husband. I prayed for the mother. I prayed for the daughter number one. I prayed for the next one. I prayed for the next child. And I just prayed through that little starfish every day. And it was on my heart that I will not stop praying for them until that marriage is restored. It was a year and a half later that marriage was restored. God did something to me on that one and taught me a lesson. See, it was a la- I couldn't even cross the language barrier. I couldn't solve it by my great ministerial skills and, you know, count, Bible counseling. I-, I couldn't even speak to the couple. And speak the same language. I could talk to their kids. What was I going to do here? It was going to have to be the Lord. Well, it made me start having a prayer list in my Bible. Just start writing down some more names and some more names. And people that I would just pray for daily. I have to reset it every so often because it gets a little long. But the idea is who are you praying for daily? Who are you praying for continuously? And who are you praying for with thanksgiving? It says in verse 2 we always thank God for all of you. Thank God. For all of you. It's not just for the health. It's just not for understanding. It's just not for the miraculous. But it's like in Thanksgiving. These are our brothers. Our sisters. Our family. These are what the Apostle Paul calls in Ephesians. He says that he prays that we would have power. Together with all God's people. To, to know the inheritance that we have in the saints. You are my inheritance. It's not the Oh, car you might get, or the house, or the money. That's not inheritance. Inheritance are people. As the people of the kingdom of God. Do we pray with thanksgiving for our brothers and sisters? Or are we praying, fix them, Lord? <laughs> Lord, why? Well, I, I am praying for them because they really need you, Jesus. <laughs> they, they need you to come, they need you to fix those, those guys. So often. We are praying for the Lord to fix people. But we're not praying in thanksgiving that they are our treasure. That they are our inheritance. They are the ones we love. Valley Baptist Church, <clears throat> this might need to hit home for us. This has been a difficult season. And according to the uh, consultant that you had brought in, there's conflict. That There's been conflict for a while. Maybe instead of trying to fix the conflict, we start with prayer. Could we start with prayer? Could we start with praying with thanksgiving for the inheritance that we have in the saints? That means by name, daily, for a set period of time, praying for specific people. Maybe the ones that you think, oh Lord, you got to fix them. No! Give thanks to God. He might also need to fix them. But pray first for thanksgiving. So I've got a challenge application for you today. Would you pray a starfish with me? Would you pick five? Now maybe you're saying, oh, prayer is my thing. You don't understand, Mike. I've been praying for, I've got a list that's, you know. Great, you keep going. (laughs) Well, I guess he only said to five. I guess I'll cut off. No, 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 no. You keep going. But for those of us that might be a little more shallow in our prayer lives... Maybe we can go in the shallow waters and pray, the, pray for five. Maybe it's five that you would do daily. Maybe you want a different five each day. You, you, you go as the Lord leads you. But would you pray the starfish with me? Would you pray? But number two in our syllabus, we got to work spiritually. we got to pray daily, but we need to work spiritually. Now, now, What do you mean work spiritually? Well, look what he says in verse 3. We remember before God uh, and Father your work produced by faith, your labor prompted by love, and your endurance inspired by the hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. OK, faith, work produced by faith, work produced by faith. You, you, you picked it up, right? Faith, hope and love. You saw him in there, right? He ties the Apostle Paul ties each one of them to something specific. He uses faith. He ties it with work. Ministry is not like any other work. A lot of other work, we can just go out there and if we work hard enough, if we have the right skills, if we have the right ability, if we put enough time in, we can achieve. That is not true about the work of the Lord. Jesus said, if you abide in me, you bear fruit. But apart from me, you can bear nothing. You can do nothing. For us as believers right now, we need to see the work as a work of faith. That Jesus is there with us. Uh, in Matthew, uh, it, it, here's a nice little graphic, but it says, Where two or three are gathered in my name there, I am in the midst of, uh, with them. It's the belief that God is working in a situation. I do a lot of meetings with young adults. I do a lot of meetings with students. And I'll tell you, there's a real difference on the time when I am walking with Jesus and I'm like, okay, God, this is going to be a hard conversation. You speak. You work. You do your, You do what you're going to do. And when I'm just trying to do it by myself. This is spiritual work. Heart change. Transformation. The conviction of the Holy Spirit for those who don't know Him. This is spiritual work. I believe. I believe for some of your family members that are not Christians yet. That this will be the year that they come to faith in Jesus Christ. And some conversations that you will have. With the power and presence of the Holy Spirit there. And conversations that maybe we as a church body have together with those that don't know the Lord yet. It's a work of faith. It's a belief that God will do what only the Lord can do. It's a labor of love. That was the next phrase. It's work produced by faith. But second, he says a labor produced by love. I like the I like how the NIV changes the words there. It's not exactly the same, right? the, the connotation is different. We go to work, but when you're going to have a baby, we call that labor. Okay, labor is when it gets hard. Okay, let's say that maybe that was just even, okay, it's when it's really tough, right? That's when you don't want to have that relationship anymore. That's when you don't want to go and deal with this issue. That's when you, I mean, when it's going to be just problematic, but you do it anyway because it's love. There's one thing that I've noticed in talking with members here at Valley Baptist Church. When you describe your congregation, you talk about it as family. You talk about it as family every time. I mean, it doesn't matter which one of you it is. You're always saying, it's family, it's family, it's family. We're a family, we're a family, we're a family. I love being here because they've been family to me. I like family too, except when I don't. No, my family's not watching. I love my family, except when I don't. Yeah, I love them. I, I that's why we stay in Family but they do cause problems and they do cause grief and that's when it becomes kind of a labor of love, right? That's kind of that difficult, we stick it out in those relationships because we love them. There's a secret though when it comes to love. Ready for the secret? Don't miss the secret. It begins with self-reflection. You see, I always thought it was if I could just fix my wife, you know, there's a few little things. She's pretty perfect, but there's a few little things if I could just... When our marriage got a whole lot better when I realized it had to start with me. Marriage got a whole lot better when it had to start with me. Some of you are right now thinking it's somebody else's problem and somebody else's fault. And you are hard hearted and you need to begin with a little self-reflection. You need to begin with where am I dug in? Where have I got a hard heart? Where have I resisted the Holy Spirit? Where am I trying to have my way, my things? This is our syllabus, remember? We're going to go through these days together where it's going to start with identity. Where are we walking with the Lord? Where are we unyielded to the places where God wants us to yield? We do that out of love for each other. Not just for the glory of God. Not just because we are absolutely for Him. But we do it for ourselves. And we do it for our family. Because we can't go forward if we're harboring unforgiveness, bitterness, sin in our own lives. It's a labor. It's not easy. It's the hard work. The labor of love. Finally, it's endurance. Endurance inspired by the hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. Well, <clears throat> Brother Hirsch reminded me about this. Endurance is about patience, right? Love is patient, and, and, and hope we endure. We kind of hang in there. Um, <clears throat> we talked about that a little bit about patience. we got to have some patience on some things. And, and he reminded me of the prayer of, <clears throat> Lord, give me patience. And Lord, give it to me now. <laughs> I need it now. I mean, it's like, you know, I, I need patience we're in an endurance season. The Lord is causing us to have... I mean, no minute, we're all done with this COVID thing. We are all done with mask wearing. We're all, I mean, we want to be done with all of this stuff. We've got to endure. We've got to endure with the hope of what's going to come. With the hope of the future. We have to endure some difficult days over the next several months doing the hard work as a congregation in the hope of what God is going to do in this place in the future and in our lives in the future. We endure. Do you remember the little children's book about the little the little engine that could and the little train that could? You some of you guys maybe have read that more times than you would ever want to count. Um, but it was a little train, and, and the little train had to get up the mountain, and he was going to help get the animals from the circus or something over the mountain. And it was a big mountain. And it was a little train, and he was an old train or just not that great of a train, some kind. But he had to do the I think I can, I think I can, and he huffed and he puffed and he thought he could and he tried and kept on. Okay, you remember the story. I don't think I do. But it it would be, I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. I'm going to challenge you today. Will you continue to do the hard work, the labor, and endure? Saying, I know he can. I know he can. He can work in my life. He can change me. I know He can. He can bring the dead to life, even in this congregation. He can restore what has been stolen. He can restore our lives. I know He can. I know He can bring finances back to where they need to be. I know He can. I know He can make changes in even the hardest hearts. I know He can. I know He can bring people to know Him and transform lives. Then the baptismal waters will be like, filled again with people coming to know Him. I know He can. can. It's not going to be an easy road. I just want you to know it's in the syllabus. Will you join me in praying daily? Will you join me in working spiritually? And if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ today, would you allow Him to speak into your heart and life? Would you allow him to, his conviction, so that you would respond and just say, Yes, Lord, forgive me of my sins, come into my life? If you're a believer today, would you do the hard work, the labor of love, and say, Lord, if there is any way in me that does not please you, show me. I surrender. Let's pray together. Father, thank you so much for the gift of your son, Jesus, and the life that we have in his name. Thank you for uh, giving us lives that are full of faith and hope and love and that are full of work and labor and endurance, that we might be transformed and conformed to the image of your son, Jesus. We pray these things in his name. Amen.